brand new episode of the Free as Fuck podcast. Hello, gorgeous goddess, and welcome back to the show. And if you are new, welcome, welcome. It is so nice to have you here. So this episode, I know so many of you are so fucking excited about it. I'm so fucking excited about it because this is a highly requested topic that's a little bit polarizing but also super fucking important for us to have and it is how your relationship with men and money are the same. So in this episode I'm going to be sharing some of the ways that this is a similar relationship, some of the ways that this manifests some of the experiences that I have had in relationships with money, with men, some of the ways that this shows up, the ways that this impacts us, and where this actually all stems from, and how you can start to see yourself in the way that this is showing up and start to make some changes in your life. So I was having a conversation with one of my clients, and She was sharing with me how she's been digging into some of her money patterns and money stories and behaviors that she's adopted when it comes to money making, money spending, investing into herself. And she's someone who isn't afraid to spend a lot of money in investing into herself. And she's come to realize that every time she spends money on herself, it always comes back. And when she makes these big purchases, whether it's to buy a house or to invest into a course or a coaching program or a certification or whatever it is, she seems to always come up with the money. But the issue is once she comes up with the money, immediately after she's feeling scared, she's feeling worried, she's feeling stressed, she's feeling not knowing if the money is going to come back. And so... She's fluctuating back and forth between being overly concerned and stressed out and anxious and in fear around her money and then moving into the manifestation money mindset, as I like to call it, around it's fine. Money always comes back to me. You know, whenever I spend money, it always comes back. So I'm just going to spend the money because I know it's going to come back to me. And what it's done is it's kept her in this loop of not actually evolving into more wealth, more abundance, and more peace with money. Instead, what has happened is she's felt stuck in what I'm calling a disorganized attachment style with money. And in sharing this with her, she's like, oh my God, my mind is blown. I didn't even realize that was what was happening, but it makes so much sense. So I want to share a little bit with you is around attachment styles and how Most often, when we learn about attachment styles, we're applying them to romantic relationships. But your attachment style is how you relate in relationship to anything. And so if you've ever read the book Attached, it's a really good uh, first starting point in terms of attachment styles. And there's a lot of information on social media about attachment styles. And I'm going to spend a little bit of a breakdown in helping you understand what attachment styles are and applying them to your own life. So the first things first is that we all learn how to feel in relationship and how to interact in relationship and how to behave and believe in relationships from the first 
five to seven years of our lives. And within those first five to seven years of our lives, we have our consistent caregivers or inconsistent for some of us. And based on the ways that we related and experienced those caregivers for the first five to seven years of our lives, that imprinted a blueprint of relating. And that's what we look back as our attachment style. So so this is a parallel that I found to be super fucking fascinating, not only in my own life, but as I started to work with my clients in this realm as well, and I could see the ways that they were similar. I could see the ways that this not only showed up in one area, but it showed up in another area. And those two main areas are your relationship with men whether it's the men that you date or even your father. And even I think about masculine energy as a whole. And I think about money also as a masculine energy because it is material. It is doing, it is practical, it is grounded. It is like the thing that we utilize in order to say, get what we desire. And so many of the women that I work with are the ones who so deeply want to be in their feminine. They want to be in their magnetism. They want to feel provided for. They want to feel protected. They want to feel supported by the masculine. And when I talk about the masculine, I'm also talking about money. I'm talking about men. I'm talking about the masculine that you feel supported by. But when there's wounds that we have or we're operating in an anxious, avoidant, or disorganized attachment style, there's a lot of insecurities that come up. And some of the ways that I've noticed that that manifests in women's lives and my own personal life was this need to control it in order to feel safe or to have control in order to feel safe. And if you don't do it, then it won't get done. So you might as well just do, do, do. And essentially, rather than trusting in the masculine completely to support you, there's this, let me take control so that I know that I'm going to be safe. And this can show up where, you know, you ask your man to do the dishes for you, but then 20 minutes goes by and he hasn't done the dishes. And so you get angry and frustrated and you're like, fuck it, I'll just do them myself. But then you start to build resentment and mistrust and that pattern gets hardwired into your relationship where your brain consistently seeks evidence of that same situation again and again and again and next thing you know you're not even asking anymore because you don't feel safe asking for support and the exact same thing with money maybe you set a manifestation to lean back and surrender into your feminine and just receive and you set the intention and asked for what you desire but it didn't happen the way that you expected it to and you didn't get what you were asking for. So you started believing that you don't get what you ask for and things don't work out for you when you want them to. So you went into this pattern of working and doing and doing and doing and doing to ensure that you had control because being in the unknown and being in the uncertainty and being in the surrender created a lot of anxiety for you. And in that anxiety, you did not know how to soften and surrender and actually let go all the way. So your pattern became, let me do it myself. Who's feeling me on this one? Oof, oof. I always say this to my women women in magnetism too, that I'm like, I might trigger you 
but the trigger is the teacher and the trigger brings this new level of awareness of ourselves. And so it is such a blessing, such a beautiful blessing that you can thank me for. Hopefully I trigger you. And if I did, you are so fucking welcome. I love you. I see you in your power. And I know that in order for you to fully step into your power, you must see yourself in your shit and fully take ownership for your shit. I like to say this thing too, where it's like, own your shit, take ownership, own your shit. (laughs) It's hot and I say that all the time. But I'm going to keep this going because this is a big girl grown-up conversation that we need to have as women in order for us to actually create the results that we want to in our relationships, in our businesses, with the men in our lives, and with the money in our lives. And by not looking at it, you're never actually going to change it. And that's another pattern that I noticed with like myself and with my clients too, is there's this avoidance pattern where it's like, you want to feel like you're in control. You want to feel like you can do things. But then when it comes to actually looking at the challenging stuff, it's like, nope, it's all good. I'm just going to pretend like it's not happening. I'm just going to ignore the intuition feeling that I'm having. I'm just going to pretend. I'm just going to positively manifest my way into a new reality by not thinking about this thing that's actually nagging at me. And this could be like you have the intuitive hit to like, look at your finances and like really, really take ownership for them, really take responsibility. Or maybe you get this intuition that you're meant to invest in this program. Like this is the program that's going to change your life. But then you're like, no, I'm too scared. I'm too scared. I'm too scared to look at it. I can't do it. So then you just like ignore your intuition. You ignore the feeling that you have inside of yourself. Or maybe in your relationship, you get this intuitive feeling that your partner's not telling you the truth about something, or you get the feeling that you're not actually in the right relationship, or that this guy that you've told everybody is the one is not actually the one. And instead of actually listening to yourself and trusting your body, trusting your feminine oracle, trusting your wisdom inside of you, you just keep trying to mindset your way out of it and tell every tell yourself that it's okay and everything's going to be okay and if you just focus on the positive that nothing nothing will happen but you keep gaslighting your own intuition and not actually trusting yourself to take action oof oof, oof. been there done that ugh yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling you guys i'm feeling you i can feel feel all the feels coming up and let them be there without shaming yourself for it let them be there without making yourself wrong for it and really hold yourself in your power as you see yourself because this is so fucking important for us to really embody and become the woman that we're here to become this is important The next piece is obsessing and overthinking about it while feeling like you need to do all of the different practices in order for it to come in. But then once it actually comes in, you feel scared. You don't trust it. You're scared it's going to leave. You're scared it's going to abandon you. You're scared that something bad is going to happen. So then when you have it, you end up sabotaging it. You end up overspending. You end up putting yourself further back. You end up reacting over nothing that's not actually a big deal. You end up closing your heart off and pushing him away. You end up judging the situation. You end up 
controlling and criticizing him and making him wrong and thinking that there's something better out there and you just need to do something different and that everything will change in the next relationship. Everything will be different with the next offer. Everything will be different with the next job. Everything will be different once I get over there, once I've done enough inner work and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. And then when this thing changes, then everything will be okay. Once he changes his behavior, then I will feel safe. Once I have more money, then I will feel secure. Once I get this new job, then I will feel good. Once I have this next paying client, then I will feel powerful. Once this happens, then this happens. And you're putting your power outside of yourself. You're putting it in him. You're putting it in the money. You're putting it outside of your power that's inside of you. It's actually inside of you. And it doesn't matter what changes outside of you if nothing's changing inside of you. And remember, your external reality is a reflection of your internal reality. But what's so important to know is that you don't do in order to get. You be and then you have. You be and then you have. The feminine is this magnet that like magnetizes things to her and like things just come, things just flow, like you are a magnet. But if you're buying into the belief that I need to do this inner work so that I can get this result, you're actually in your masculine. Because the masculine is I must do in order to get. The feminine is I be and I am. I be and I am. I be and I receive. I be and I have. I be and. It's not in order to. It's not circumstantial. And think about that in the inverse of like, where are you looking for circumstances outside of you to change in order for you to feel something inside of yourself? Where are you looking for your man to change his behavior in order for you to feel secure? Where are you looking for your man to show up a particular way in order for you to feel worthy? Where are you asking him to be different than he is in order to feel safe? Where are you putting your power in something outside of yourself? With money. Where are you saying that once I make this money, well then, then I will finally be able to do this thing that I want. When it provides for me, well, then, then I'll be in my power. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. It is the exact fucking opposite, my love. It is the exact opposite. We don't realize how powerful we are and how much influence we actually have. And my own recent example of this was like, I was having some conflict in my relationship with Scott and I noticed I started to tell myself this story of like, well, what's wrong? What do I need to fix? Like, there's something wrong. Why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? I was just questioning it. I was questioning myself. I was questioning the level of work that I had done. And my analytical mind was going to like, what do I need to fix? What do I need to fix? Because there was something, quote, broken, even though nothing was actually broken. I was simply just projecting a problem because I've been so fucking used to having problems. I've been so used to having problems that my mind was actually seeking out a fucking problem and creating it. 
And the thing is, is our minds are so powerful. Like what we project, what we project out into the world is what we expect will happen. And our expectations, like how you expect a situation will go, actually influences your energy and your behavior. So what I mean by this is if you are projecting that your man is doing something wrong in your relationship, air quotes wrong based on like what your definition is, or there's something wrong with how you're marketing or how you're selling or your offer, you're looking for the thing that's wrong. Well, energetically, you're not even open to things being right. And the way that you're showing up is influencing and impacting the way things interact with you. So let's just say I'm telling this story that there's something wrong in my relationship. My hypervigilance is on and it's like, ooh, something's bad, something's wrong, something's not okay. And then I start interacting this way of like the anxious, insecure, scared version of myself. I'm more reactive. I'm more dismissive. I'm more critical. I'm more judgmental. I'm more stressed out. I'm more anxious. I'm more annoyed or resentful. I'm more in my like feminine despair than I am my feminine power. Well, can you imagine the impact that that mode of being has on my relationships? On my relationship with my business? On my relationship with myself? Ooh, it's huge. And so that's something for us to be so fucking aware of and then take responsibility for and actually shift those patterns in ourselves. Because up until the point that that happens, it's going to keep happening. These patterns will keep playing themselves out over and over and over again. And so in this situation, I noticed myself in this pattern. I noticed the like belief that I was having. I noticed the way that I was influencing me. But because it was so embedded in my subconscious, I'm like, I need to move out of this program. Like I need to move my energy. I need to move into the new embodied woman inside of me. And this is a really, really, really important part of conscious relationships is taking ownership for what is happening and not blaming them, not making them the thing that needs to change, but really take responsibility for how we're showing up in this situation. And this is a process that I do with my clients too, because you have an impact, like you have an impact and influence on the relationship. It is not just a one-way thing. And so I was really contemplating this for myself and noticing like, where was I making him wrong? Where was I projecting this issue onto the relationship? And how was I co-creating that with him? Because a relationship is more than one. It is you in relation to another thing. You are relating to this thing. The way that you're relating to money, the way that you're relating to men is simply a reflection of your belief systems about them. And so if you're having a negative experience, there's something inside of you that needs to shift. And I noticed the thoughts. I noticed the patterns. I noticed the way that they were like leading me to do the things that I was doing. And the moment like I shifted it and like actually on a cellular level shifted it and I like anchored in this new belief, it changed my body language. It changed the way I felt about myself. And then my man comes up to me and he kisses me with like the sexiest kiss that I've had in like a long ass time. And I was like, oh, interesting. 
Isn't that interesting that I am influencing this dynamic? It's not all him. It's not all him. And that's something for us to take real fucking responsibility for. I'm going to keep saying it again and again. As women, you know, we want the men to lead. And the thing is, is like I fully align with masculine and feminine energy dynamics. But the thing is, is that you lead with your energy. You lead with your energy. You lead with what you're making yourself available for. You lead with the decisions that you're making or not making. You lead with the way that you're interacting with these things. Of course, if you keep making the same decisions and then expecting for the universe to just come in with something entirely different, that won't work. That won't work. You go first and the universe responds. You go first and your man responds. This doesn't mean that you need to step in your masculine. This doesn't mean that you need to figure out how to be in your feminine. This means that you allow and you trust. And you trust, you trust, you trust. And you don't take control when things aren't going the way that you thought they were or how they should have. And that's a huge thing. Another huge thing that shows up with women is like this... I got to do it all on my own mentality like this. Well, if it doesn't, if it, if they don't do it, I got to do it. If it doesn't happen, I got to do it myself. If he doesn't do it right, then I'm going to do it. If they don't take action, then I'm going to go do all the things. Like I'm going to message them a bunch of times. I'm going to like tell them all the things that are so amazing. I'm going to be like, like if you ever learned business a few years, if you learned business a few years ago, some of the fucking strategies that business coaches were teaching, like cold DMs, like if you still, like we still all get cold DMs, but like imagine actually doing that strategy, like where you're messaging 50 people a fucking day to try and tell them about your offer and then getting rejected, you know, like that wears on a person after a while. And if you're, if you're doing that, I want to tell you that there's a way, way, way better way. And it's like, the feminine magnetism way that's not about convincing someone or like taking a bunch of action or doing all these things and then hoping that it works out. You know, it's this, oh, I trust in what I choose and I don't need to know how it happens. Like it's the trying to figure out the how that's actually blocking you. That's the thing that blocks so many women is like, I decided that I'm going to make this much money this month. And how is it going to work? Well, I'm going to like, I'm going to have five clients that pay me this much and they're going to work with me this much. And then I'm going to sell this offer and then we're going to have this many people that sign up and then I'll work this many hours at my job and I'll make this much money. And you're analytical about it. Like you're analyzing the fucking shit out of it. Or, you know, I asked my man, if he'll do a date night for me, he'll like, I'm going to ask him to do a receiving session and I'm going to plan out the whole thing and how it goes. Like he's got to start this way. He's got to start by touching me this way and then doing this and then laying out the bed like this. And then he's got to have this. And we're just like in fantasy about it. And in the fantasy, like the fantasy is beautiful, but where are you projecting your fantasy onto reality and not seeing your reality for what it actually is? And then when it doesn't go the way that your mind wanted it to go, then you just go and do it yourself. And you're not actually allowing yourself to receive what God is trying to gift you. 
And I was having this conversation with my women in magnetism today and I was sharing with them. I'm like, you know, we usually have this idea of what it's supposed to look like. We usually have this idea of what it's meant to look like. And when it doesn't go the way that we thought it would go, well, what do you make that mean? What do you make that mean about your worthiness? What do you make that mean about him? What do you make that mean about money? What do you make that mean about yourself? What do you make that mean about what's possible for you? And what's the fucking impact of that meaning that you're giving this? You know, like imagine being in that space. And I imagine that you've been there where you're like, I so badly want a man who provides for me. Like I want to be in my feminine, but I don't trust him to really provide. So you end up protecting yourself and putting up this masculine shield of like, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do the things. I'm going to make it happen. And it kills polarity in relationship. It kills receptivity in your business. It kills pleasure in your business. It makes things really fucking hard because you're trying to be in your masculine. And then your masculine man is actually getting put into his feminine because he's like, you're overpowering me with all of the things that you're doing. And then you're bumping up against each other and it's like, no wonder there's conflict. No wonder you aren't receiving. No wonder there's a block around money. No wonder. Because you're the one who's trying to control things. So that energy, we get to shift that. And I really, really dug into this for myself and got curious about like, why is this all happening? Like, why are these results starting to show up in my life in the first place? Why am I noticing these things happening inside of me and outside of me? Why am I having these patterns in my relationships with the men that I'm dating? Why is it that, you know, I find this amazing guy who's so great at the beginning, but then after a while, he ends up being different than what I expected him to be. And then I'm disappointed and then I go on to the next thing. The next best one. Well, I'm going to share some of that with you and where some of the stems from. And I want you to really reflect on these in your own life, in your own relationships. You can apply this to your relationship with your partner or to the man or men that you're dating. You can apply this to your business. You can apply this to your money or your bank account because it is all the same. You can even fucking apply it to relationship with God, with life. You know, I, I'm using God again because I finally reclaimed my relationship with God and I could do a whole podcast on this. And so if this is something that you're wanting me to dive into, please let me know. But it is all the same. And all of it stems back to our attachment styles and how we feel safe or how we feel in relationships, how we get our needs met. You may or may not have heard of attachment styles already, but I'm going to break down the four different types of attachment styles that are common in adults and how they relate. So the first one that most people are very aware of is anxious attachment style and then also avoidance attachment style. So 
Anxious attachment style is when you have a high level of anxiety and a low level of avoidance. So this is someone who is very preoccupied with something in their life. You might be very preoccupied with your bank account and constantly checking it, constantly obsessing over money, constantly obsessing about when it's going to come in or when it's going to leave, constantly obsessing about how you're behaving in relationship to it and constantly thinking about how it's experiencing you and what you need to do in order to feel safe with it and in order to feel secure. So you're in this like anxious state and you're very hands-on with something. The same thing goes for your relationship with men. For example, you are overly concerned about how you're being perceived. You're overly concerned about whether or not it's going to leave and when it's going to come back. And when it does leave, you're freaking out about when it's going to come back or if it's going to come back. You're questioning if it still loves you, it still cares about you, if they still want to be with you. And you're very close proximity. So you're very hands-on and you're not giving it a lot of space because in the space you don't feel safe. So you're wanting to know all of the answers. You're wanting to figure it out. You're wanting to have the answers. You're wanting to have the solutions. You're wanting to have the security. And so this can come with a little bit of like controlling behaviors or very tightly gripping onto things and anxious leans towards more of the negative model in terms of anxiety and in terms of how we relate to others because there's not a level of avoidance it has the ability to be in relationship with other but the challenge is that there's a lot of anxiety in the experience of the person who is in the anxious attachment style So even though you're in the relationship and you're constantly checking in or you're constantly seeing how things are going or you are checking in with the other person or your finances, you're still really worried about it. And this mode of being causes a lot of internal frustration, a lot of internal stress, a lot of internal anxiety. And so this is the first piece. And you've probably identified yourself as an anxious attachment style if you're listening to this podcast, because hands up over here, I am someone who's working on also healing my anxious attachment style. And, you know, the way that this showed up in my life was not only through my relationship with men that I would date, but it also really showed up in my relationship with money. But Before I go into that, I'm going to share with you the other attachment styles and you can start to see how you might be relating to this. So the next one is the avoidance attachment style. So the avoidant attachment style has very low anxiety, but a high level of avoidance. So this is someone who's really not available to interact. This is someone who would rather not engage. This is someone who would rather not look at things. This is someone who would rather not have the hard conversations, would rather spend time alone, rather do it themselves. They don't really want closeness or intimacy or a high level of proximity. And they're someone who would rather just like be on their own and spend time on their own. And there's a very low level of anxiety and attachment in the relationship because there's not a high level of investment usually. And because there's a high level of avoidance, they are usually just not really occupied or thinking about how things are, and they're not really worried about how things are. So 
The way that this shows up with money is very similar. So you'd rather not look at your bank account. You're not really concerned about your bank account. You're just kind of like, it is what it is, whatever, don't really care, letting it go. And it's just kind of like in the background and you're not really concerned about it. So this is someone who's just like, meh, neutral. And they're usually triggered by closeness, proximity, intimacy, and they would rather, like, they're kind of pulling away when things start to get really, really close or really, really intimate. So most often what happens is the anxious and the avoidant tend to attract each other. Because what you'll learn is that because these attachment styles started at a very young age, what we get to keep in mind is that our parents also had attachment styles. So my father was very much on the avoidant spectrum. My mom was on what is called the disorganized, which I'm going to get into a little bit more. But what we get to understand and what we get to look into is like, well, what was my relationship to my parents in terms of how I felt in relationship to them? And if I was to reflect on how their attachment style might be, ooh, can I see that I've probably been subconsciously attracting partners that mirror the qualities of my parents? Because this is a thing. So we will subconsciously seek out relationships that fulfill the unmet needs of our inner child. And we're oftentimes looking for the partner who reminds us of our parents. And this is because there are unresolved wounds traumas, belief systems, stories, experiences that still live inside of our body. And we will attract partners that trigger those things so that we can heal them. And this is the work that we do in my one-on-one coaching program, Becoming, because so much of this work is about becoming the one who can have the secure relationship, becoming the one who's ready for the conscious, committed, healthy relationship. And all of that work starts with ourselves so that we can feel secure and whole and complete and worthy and ready for the relationship that's going to help us heal instead of spiraling into patterns of our past, repeating the scenarios that we had in relationships with previous partners or unconsciously creating the dynamics that we had with our mom or dad. So you can learn a little bit more about that program by going into the show notes below and we're going to go into the next attachment style. So the next attachment style is a combination of anxious and avoidant. And this is what's called the disorganized attachment style. So it's very high anxiety and also very high avoidance. So you can imagine high anxiety, high avoidance. Those two things feed each other, just like how the anxious would attract the avoidant. Well, The anxious attachment style triggers the avoidant to be avoidant. And then the avoidant attachment style triggers the anxious to be more anxious. So imagine this inner conflict going on inside of yourself where you have the high anxiety, but then the anxiety triggers you into a state of avoidance where you don't want to be close. You don't want to be in proximity. You're not really addressing the things that need to be addressed. You're avoiding having hard conversations. You're avoiding looking at your bank account. You're avoiding being honest with your finances. And you're also really fucking anxious about it. You're anxious about your if you're going to get more money. You're anxious about if the relationship's going to stay. You're anxious about if they still love you and still want to be with you. You're anxious about 
You're anxious about how things are going. You're anxious about what this means. And you're having a hard time looking at it because it probably looking at it gives you a lot more anxiety. So these are all things to keep in mind in terms of attachment style. And what I learned about myself, I got into attachment styles a few years ago. And initially I thought I was an anxious attachment style. But then after I went through some more introspection, some more seeing how my behavior patterns manifested in relationships, I discovered that I was actually disorganized attachment style. And like I mentioned earlier, that attachment style in how I was relating to men showed up in how I was relating to money. So when it came to feeling insecure, either I would like try to mindset my way out of it and I would just like positively think or try to just be like okay everything's fine I don't need to address it I just need to mindset my way through this thing and then I'll feel fine but then it would like gnaw at me because nothing was changing in my external reality same situations kept showing up same patterns kept showing up, same behaviors, same feelings. And so I was just stuck in this loop of the situations happening again and again and again and again and feeling so stuck and so frustrated and trying to do the things that I knew what I should be doing, which is like visualizing the higher timeline or manifesting a better outcome or repeating affirmations or like all of these things that I learned in the manifestation industry, but these things weren't actually helping me in my relationships because even though I was shifting my mindset, I wasn't shifting my behaviors. And we all know that quote that says, if you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, you're going to create insanity. So going back to my client at the very beginning and how she was sharing with me that she's like, you know, she gets into this place where she's like, stressed out about money and then she feels like oh if I invest into myself then I'll be able to make more money but it's coming from a place of fear and her decisions are coming from a place of fear and if I do this thing then I will get this thing and this mode of being remember it's so important for us to remember that as much as we change our thinking and she was changing her thinking into you know money always comes back to me when I spend money, it comes back. And like, if I invest into myself, I'll make more money. But the truth is, is that thought pattern and that behavior pattern was coming from a place of lack and insecurity. And someone who is insecure is going to be very reactive with their decisions. They're going to be very impulsive. They're going to be driven by anxiety. And it's usually because they've been avoiding for so long that they need to do something about it. So for example, let's just say in your relationship, you've gotten triggered every single time that you see your partner on his phone and you see him on his phone and you feel the trigger and you're like, I'm just going to mindset my way through it. I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to think about it. And it's gnawing away at you because there's a unresolved emotion from a past relationship when your partner cheated on you and you found out later and now you're in this place where you're like, every single time I see my partner on his phone, I feel very scared and insecure and I'm questioning what he's doing and I'm questioning if the relationship is okay. But let me just like mindset my way through it and act like everything's okay. This is going to create a lot of internal conflict because 
there is a part of you that is begging for your attention and needs your support and it hasn't been integrated and you're just bypassing with your thinking and then after a period of time what's going to happen is this trigger has gotten so big that it's built up into a lack of self-trust a lack of safety in your body a lack of safety in the relationship not feeling like good about yourself feeling insecure and then from that space you just get it at the right moment that you need to do something about it and you freak out and you're like damn it damn it why did I yell at him? Why did I make it such a big deal? Or you were being passive, aggressive, and not actually communicating your needs, not actually expressing your boundaries, not actually standing up for yourself, not actually talking in the relationship. And so think about the way that this could also apply to your finances, making money, you know? All of these things are beautiful mirrors. So I have a feeling, I have an inkling that the women who are listening to my podcast are on the spectrum of anxious or disorganized. And if this is you, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club of healing our attachment style so that we can feel secure, safe, and finally learn how to operate from our soft feminine in relationships, in our relationship with money and create the life that we desire to. So next spot is going into the secure attachment style, which is what we are all aiming to create with ourselves. And like I was sharing with my client, you know, her work is to create a securely attached relationship with not only money, but with men as well. So a securely attached person, as you can imagine, they have a low level of anxiety and a low level of avoidance. So the anxiety is in how we experience our nervous system and how that impacts the way that we feel inside of our bodies and the thoughts that we think in our minds. So one of the important things to remember is that it doesn't matter how much mindset work you do. If your nervous system is dysregulated, it's actually impacting your state. So the thoughts that you think in your mind are a reflection of the way that you feel inside of your body. And if we are dysregulated, if we have unresolved emotions, unresolved trauma, past experiences that are still living inside of our body, whenever we get into a space that triggers those wounds, they're going to trigger our thoughts. And so it doesn't matter if we keep trying to think our way out of it. The subconscious mind is the part of us that really needs the support. And to become someone who is secure, well, it comes with feeling secure and safe inside of your body. When you're secure and safe inside of your body, when you get triggered by your partner or, you know, when someone doesn't pay you or when you have a bill that comes in the mail unexpectedly, you don't go into a whole spiral. You don't go into a space of fear and stress and anxiety and worry. You're able to look at it and make an empowered decision. You're able to communicate your emotions, communicate your needs. You're able to take aligned action in the direction of your desires and your vision. And it doesn't pile up and get so big that it's too heavy for you to hold. 
it actually becomes so much more manageable. It becomes so much more doable. And then you feel in control of your life, in control of yourself, in control of your emotions. And it's coming from a much more grounded space. And this way of being, not only does it change the way that you feel inside of your body, but it changes the way that you interact inside of your relationships. Because what I've noticed is as much as we as women want the masculine to lead, it's actually feminine energy that leads first. And when we are responding to life, we come from a much softer, more open-hearted place and we can feel in our power. Whereas when we're coming from a reactive place, what happens? You're going to be either avoidant and shut down or you're going to be high anxiety and you're going to react. So we get to move from this place where we're repressing our emotions, repressing our feelings, denying them, trying to fix them, trying to resolve them in our minds, trying to journal your way out of them and move into this space where you are feeling in your power all the way and you can make these consciously empowered choices. So if this is vibing with you and this is resonating with you, a couple ways that you can work with me are, like I mentioned earlier, Becoming, which is my one-on-one mentorship program. It is a holistic love and life coaching program for women who are either new in relationships and you're in dating and you're starting to see new guys and you're noticing these patterns coming up and old triggers and old wounds and you're like, how do I navigate these things so that I don't repeat the patterns that I did in my past? Or... You're already in a devoted relationship with someone and you're noticing these patterns coming up and you're like, I want to have a very healthy, peaceful, pleasurable relationship where I feel like I'm in my power, where I'm not self-abandoning, where I'm not crossing my own boundaries, where I'm not people-pleasing or putting all of this pressure on myself to be perfect, but I get to be myself all the way. I get to live in my feminine. I get to be provided for. I get to manifest all of the things that I want, create the impact that I'm here to create, and also have an epic relationship with my man. Becoming is the container for you. And if you're not looking for a one-on-one space, but you're still wanting to tap into this feminine energetics, mastering your magnetism, healing your relationship with men, healing your relationship with money, we do all of this work inside of becoming, and we also do it inside of my membership, Magnetism. So Magnetism, you can join anytime. It's only $88 a month, and you can stay forever in our epic community of women, or you can cancel anytime. And you're going to get access to live monthly masterclasses where I'm going to teach you new concepts around men, money, magnetism, and really stepping into your power, into security, and also mastering your feminine energy so that you can live in your body and not feel like you're so stressed out in your mind. And we also do live monthly embodiment experiences, which help you get out of your head and into your body and help you regulate your nervous system, find peace, find pleasure in your body so that you can show up in your power. 
and create prosperity in a way that feels really fucking good and not like you're hustling and working hard and overly structured and trying to figure things out, but like you really get to magnetize all that you desire to you. So the link for that is also in the show notes below. So thank you so much, my love, for listening to this podcast today. I hope it was enlightening. I hope you learned something about yourself. I hope that you feel more clear on why some of these patterns are showing up in your life. And I want you to know that you are not alone in this and you don't have to do this alone. It is so safe for you to receive support. And if this was helpful for you, please let me know by tagging this podcast and the free as fuck podcast and me on Instagram or sharing with me your biggest takeaway by DMing me on Instagram. And I will see you on the next episode.